Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome to episode 18 of Synergetic Culture. My name is Adam Bieber, and I'm so glad that you are joining us today. Whether you are tuning in via video, live stream, or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I'm so thankful uh, that you're tuning in for today's episode. I'm super excited about this one because I have been... Um, planning this for a while now. Um, I've got a friend here with me uh, on the live recording, Dwayne Golden. And before I introduce him, I just want to share a little bit about him. Um, I've actually quoted him before. If you listen to the episode uh, about expectations, I mm. said, you've got to inspect what you expect, Yeah, which is a direct and quote. That's a recycle quote from one of my pastors, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> one of the sermons, hundreds of them that I've Sure. Heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, and so I, uh, I've talked about Dwayne. Uh, we, we get the, the privilege of working together, and um, I look up to him tremendously for the way that he just builds people around him. Like, this is somebody that when he walks into the room, you feel the temperature and the tide rise, and it's, it's pretty freaking remarkable. So, Dwayne. Holy smokes. Welcome to the Synergetic Culture Podcast. Wow. Uh, quite an intro. Um, man, thank you for that. It's very nice of you to say. And, and if, if you're watching this, hopefully you've been watching the and, and tuning into the podcast for a long time now, but clearly Adam Bieber, also one of those guys, a magnet. He's a he's a magnet. He walks into a room before you know. It, everybody's looking. What's this guy? What's this guy about? He's pretty cool. Huh? <laughs> um, and he's a killer salesperson. I don't know. You don't probably don't talk about sales much. We do a little bit. Well, let me tell you We're, something right now. <laughs> this is my opinion. Take it. Take it or leave. It's a podcast. I'm no longer on the clock. Yep. Nothing happens in the world until somebody sells something. That okay. shirt you got on, the it. table we're using, the microphone we're speaking into, <laughs> nothing happens until somebody sells something. But Dwayne, I'm not in retail. Dwayne, I'm not in business. Well, guess what? I don't care if you got a nonprofit. Nothing happens until you sell somebody, even if it's an idea. That's right. Nobody donates to somebody who can't sell. That's so, right. yeah, sales, probably a good thing to talk about. Might get into that today. So I got We a, might. I no. got off on a little tangent. No, I'm absolutely. Sorry. I get a little fired up. <laughs> I get fired up, too. Um, for our friends that are joining on the live stream, a lot of them are probably people that we work with. So yeah, we're, we just got off the clock. That's why we both have a cold beverage with us. Um, so, Dwayne, I, I really want, and you and I said beforehand, we're not going to make a script anything. So uh -huh. we, I literally said to him, I'm just going to ask you some questions. I think anytime we connect and have a conversation, it yeah. goes good places. And I feel like other people would benefit in and learn from from your experience and the way we collaborate together today. So LFG, LFG, let's do this. Let's freaking go. Um, so the first question I would love to know, and part of this is just for me selfishly, if I'm being honest. Oh um, would you mind just giving me the like My seat on. <laughs> five minute story about Dwayne Golden Jr.? 
like where where you were raised, where you're from, what childhood was like, that sort of thing. And I'll probably interrupt you and ask questions, but go well, ahead. Um, Sam Cooke wrote a song. Okay, mm. I was about to start singing just now, but I decided you can just lean is, into the is, mic and do it. This is a proper mic, and if my voice cracks, I will be super embarrassed because <laughs> I'm like that. Um, man, that's a that's a hard question to answer. Um, and whatever you're comfortable sharing. Oh yeah, you're not getting into the real good stuff. Okay, kidding. Um, no, you're gonna get the good stuff. I don't know if there's anything really interesting. I was born in uh, Gary, Indiana. Lived there for under a year, so I don't remember that place at all. But I mostly grew up in Pennsylvania. Okay. A small town called Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the first ever state capital. Fun fact: This might be on Jeopardy, and this could come in handy. Um, <laughs> first state capital in the country to go bankrupt. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's my. That's where I'm from. That's my people. Pretty there. cool. Hey. Claim to fame, right? Hey, there. that's us. We did that. <laughs> um, so yeah. Sorry, Harrisburg or Hattiesburg? Harrisburg. Harrisburg. I've been to Hattiesburg before. There's Never a lot been of to Harrisburg. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Hold sure. on. Let me make sure that that's still rolling. Yeah, we're, 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 we're catching a vibe right now. I'm pretty sure we're good. Um, so anyway, so Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and then I moved around to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, then we moved to Kansas City briefly. But uh, yeah, interesting thing about me, I think what probably defines who I, like me, who I am today, is probably my family the most. And I grew up in a family of salespeople. My dad sold cars. My dad has six brothers. They all Sold cars at one point, with the exception of one, and he's a pastor. Um, and my grandfather also sold cars. Sold cars, excuse me. He'd fix them and then sell them up until he's probably um, late into seventies, maybe early even eight, early eighties even. So yeah, I come from a long line of salespeople. My son is a better salesperson than me. He's only seven. So yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest. If you're gonna say, why is Dwayne the way Dwayne is? It's because I grew up in a family of, you know, sharks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, hey, this, this is a. F- <laughs> and you told me this today. I didn't realize this that you actually sold cars too. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. That's the only reason I can sell right now. These guys talk about Sandler. Sandler's great, by the way. I've been learning so much recently yeah. from Sandler. Yeah. I never took sales training. Like, yeah. not, not that it's not valuable. Clearly it is because I've learned a lot sure. from it. Sure. Sure. How I learned how to sell, yeah. I cut my teeth selling cars in the car lot. And I sucked uh. for a long time. Let me be clear. Yo, I sucked. But <laughs> after two months of taking L's and L's and L's over a summer, I was like, I got to figure this thing out. You know what I started doing, dude? Tell me. Somebody's, somebody's watching us today. And they, they think about getting into sales. They're thinking about getting into tech. Yeah. Um, and if so, hit me up. DM me. I'll get you in. We'll if, get you a job. If, if you're good. If you're decent. Yeah. You don't have to be a good salesperson, but... You know, like one of the first things I talk about in interviews and people make fun of me all the time for my interview style. I don't care. I've hired some some of the best people that the company that we work for has ever seen. Yeah. Um, but I look for two things. One, two things I can't teach, right? You got to walk in the door with these two things. If you can come in with these two things, I can coach the rest. Yep. Um, first off, will my customers like talking to you on the phone? If they see your name come up on caller ID, will they want to hit, will they want to answer mm. or ignore? Yeah. So personality, do people like speaking to you on the phone? Will my customers want to talk to you on the phone? That's the first thing. Yeah. So you got to walk in with the personality. I can't teach you how to make people like you. Yeah. Like that's something you got to walk in the door with. Yeah. Because that's something I, I'm good, but I ain't that good. Okay. <laughs> Second, confidence. Yeah. Because you can have a good personality, but not be confident. Right. People only buy from people, not only that they like, but people that they trust. It's hard to trust somebody who's not confident in what they're saying. Sure. So you can say, yeah, I got this product. It's going to cost you about, you know, half a million dollars over the next three years. If you sound unsure about that, even slightly, 
it's not going to be a successful deal. Yep. So you got to walk in with two things. You got to be kind. You like obviously the basics. Relational, stuff. all that Relational. stuff. Yep. You got to have a good personality. And you got to be confident. Yep. You do those two things, we can do business. I Solid. don't. How did I get off on this tangent? I don't know. You I asked, asked me you a to- freaking good question. Yeah. And here I am. Squirrel. It's okay. It's great. It's great. No, it's so good. And I'm sure we'll keep coming back to just some of the 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 things that that elevate somebody if they're listening and they're in the sales game. Um, I'm just curious, what were you like in middle school? Because that was a, a very transformational time of my life. And if I had any of my older siblings on this podcast, they would tell you I was the worst yeah, in middle, middle school. school. <laughs> Man, but I'm, just like just like getting to know know who you are. Like, what what were you like? How Almost like I've been the same dude I am now. Like, I'm class clown, really immature. Yeah. I'm like still, so many would agree in many ways, very <laughs> immature. When it comes to like work and business, I can get serious. But yeah. And at the same time, I'm still can hang out with a 21-year-old weirdly without a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was um, immature. I always looked, like, eight years younger than I actually was. Yeah. And that was really annoying all through middle school and high school. <laughs> so I was, like, a senior in high school, and if I was, like, walking through a mall, there would be, like, a pack of middle school girls saying, hi, like, waving at me. I'm like, oh, my God, so embarrassing. Just because <laughs> they thought I was also in middle school. Oh, gotcha. So I've always looked younger, so the way I overcompensated was just always making people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way. That's my. That was my thing. That yeah. was my shtick. Just Through high school, laugh. too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's um, my deal. And then um, what was what was life like after high school? When did you, uh, like, where would you, what was school like? What was, you know. High school. Did you do a traditional, like, graduate high school, go straight to college, do college four years, do your thing? Like, what was what was Dwayne's story and journey there? Oh, God. This is on, this on the internet. Yeah, it's on the internet. Are we going, this pu- is are we going public with this? <laughs> hey. Um, so yeah, no, I was not a very good student whatsoever. So because I was a class clown. Yeah. And I'm extremely ADD. My focus was more so am I. <laughs> my focus was more on the people around me and having fun than mm-hmm. it was like learning. Um, just to be straight up. Yeah. And um uh, some things like I I think I was I get the basics, but I wasn't very good in school. And um I went to college after that and I started a business. Oh cool. Yeah. Started a business when I was eighteen and made a lot of money. Really fast selling stuff. Yeah. Literally. Um, it was like software back in like 2000s. And uh, once I did that, I was living in Miami, going to a small school in Miami called Florida Memorial University. Um, and um, I started making money. You know, you 18 start making like some significant amount of money. And it, I was, it was doing pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. It was a good year. Yeah. It's a good uh, year. It was a good year. Solid. <laughs> uh, anyway, so once that happened, once I started making some money, I started looking around. I was like, who's this guy? Te-? I'm like studying business administration. Yeah. What's this guy teaching me about? What's he know? What's he doing every month? Oh, yeah. So you're a little cocky. Uh-huh. And immediately thereafter, I was like, um, hey, Pops, I'm not going back. This, uh- guy, this guy can't teach me anything. <laughs> um, and that, was, re- that was your response to going back to school? And I'll tell you what year it was. It was like 2007, 8. Okay. It was my second year of college. And I was like, at that time, I was like, I think I'm done with this. And 2008, if you're around, you remember, like a lot of things happened. Yeah. I got the freaking wake up call of my life. Um, hey, dude, that business I was running. So the business tanked in 2008. Yeah. I thought, you know, like you're so like short sighted when you're younger and I probably still today, I'm still not that old, relatively speaking. But like in my life at 18, I thought I knew everything. So I left what I, I left college to do this business because I was making so much money. And yeah, the economy went to crap Ugh. and I lost everything. And I'd start from scratch, move back in with mom and dad. Yep. Eat my slice of humble pie. And then um, shortly thereafter that, uh, I was like, yo, this mom and dad stuff ain't going to work out. What's something I can do? 
Well, my dad sold cars. I always kind of my my, my uncle's always telling me, man, this guy doing he's gonna be a killer salesman. He's gonna be a killer salesman. Yeah. I was like, hey, Uncle Jeff, he was the general sales manager at one of the dealerships back in Harrisburg. I was like, hey, you always told me I was gonna be good at this. Give me a shot. <laughs> yeah. And he gave me a shot. That's cool. And uh, I was really, really, really bad at it. All my cousins were better than me. My cousins are all better salespeople than me. Like, if you only knew, some of them, they're probably not going to watch this, but they're really freaking good. <laughs> you know one of my cousins, yes, actually. I do. And she's a beast. She's awesome. She's yep. been promoted like five times within like one year because mm-hmm. of how good she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, all my cousins are, are really, really good salespeople because for some reason in my family, I don't know if it's a gene or personality type or whatever the heck you want to call it, has gotten passed down her um, through generations, so that's when I got into sales. Nice. cars after that. Nice. And um, on a personal note, you're a family man. That's right. So tell me, a little, tell me a little bit. Of, amen. Tell me a little bit about that. You actually told me a little bit of the story the other day. I hadn't heard the... Uh, uh, are they ready for that? Yeah. Okay. Can, can we? Whatever, bro. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. No, tell us a little bit about um, your family. Because like, right now, I know you got kids. Two of them. Two of them. Yep. You're married, but like, Amen. how did you meet your wife? How did all that go down? Yeah. So Tell me a little bit about that. I lived in Colombia for five years as an adult. I moved there. Um, my, my mother was born and raised in Colombia, so um, oh, I just messed up my mic. You good? But um, moved there for five years in 2010 and kind of lived in Colombia and Florida on and off, but mostly Colombia. And two years after I moved there, I met my wife. But at the time, she was just someone else. She was doing like a talk on marketing at the time, and I was really into digital marketing that's like my primary source of income was i ended up starting another business yeah um doing a lot of um, marketing and stuff and she was doing a, a, a talk in a uh, like a, a entrepreneur's meetup in, cool. Me- in medellin it was called the medellin entrepreneur society yeah and she was doing a talk on social media and i was like man she's really smart really cool oh actually can i rewind yeah sure. I actually my mom shared a blog about columbia it's like hey you should check this out i know you're living in columbia but check out this blog and I checked this guy who was writing a blog, and then he shared an article from this girl who was writing about Columbia. So yep. it was twice removed from my mom's article. But anyways, long story short, it was my future wife. I commented on blog, hey, I'm also living in Beijing, Columbia, and I'm also American. That's crazy. And she was like, oh, cool. We call that shooting your shot. I, I didn't actually. Like, this was actually <laughs> innocent. In reality, I was actually not shooting my shot. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I eventually, eventually shot clearly. The shot. Yes, I'm yes. Steph Curry out here, boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I didn't shoot my shot. But long story short, I left a comment. Hey, I also lived in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're both American. That's crazy. Really cool. And um, I eventually followed her on Twitter. Left a comment. Oh, um, Twitter. She had like a, a marketing funnel. I act like I was interested in buying her like funnel, and I was just like put all my information <laughs> through. Like, I, I went through every channel. Like, yo, this girl's dope. Yeah. And eventually she was like, okay, cool. We have a, a, a Meijin Entrepreneur Society meetup coming up this Saturday. And I ended up going to that and she was speaking. So cool. that's how I ended Super up cool. there. So she speak, it was, it was dope. And she connected with me after. And next thing you know, like we went out and the whole time, like I was thinking, nah, dude, this girl's smart. Let's do some business together. And we ended up doing business together before we were actually like serious. Oh, wow. And, Very uh, cool. Eventually we ended up dating seriously. And before you know it, like I want to say a year and a half later, we were married. Then we had my first kid, Dwayne the third. We also we call him D three. Oh, that's tight. He's seven, and I have my my daughter who uh, is two years old. That's awesome, dude. That's the golden family story. You get the golden speak. family story. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And that's that's like the fast version because there's a long version. Too. Oh, I know, I know. You you shared some details the other day that were pretty awesome. Um, great for a one on one. So if you ever see Dwayne personally, you can. You can ask him more about it. But that's really cool. That's yeah, awesome, thanks, man. man. What do you love most about being a dad? I'm a dad. I've got a son. He's going to be four in yeah. like a month. 
And there's so much that I love about that. I'm I'm curious to hear your answer to that. Man, that's such a good question. I had such I have have such a great relationship with my dad. That's my dad's like my hero, my mm. best friend in the world. So just being able to kind of cultivate that same relationship with my son has been really awesome. And then to see like the little I don't know what you call them, like the little uh, things you pass down through genetics. Sure. Like, like, holy cow. It's like, this is literal. this is me. Yeah. Not only does he share my name, but he is me. Yeah. Um, and then all the, th- like, when people say you might meet my dad. If you think I'm crazy, meet my dad. <laughs> I can't wait. I, can I, sell, I want to. Meet my dad. <laughs> um, but all the stuff that gets passed down is just yeah. so crazy to witness. Yeah. Um, so that's been the funnest part is just, like, being able to try to, like, build that same sort of relationship with my dad. I coach soccer this year. No way. Hey, come How'd on. they do? Hey. Well, hey, look. There's always next year. Yeah. There's always next year. Are they year. at that age where they don't really keep score, but you kind of keep Oh, no, keep they're sco- keeping score. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. and they're talking trash. Are they? Uh, my son. Seven-year-old my soccer? My son might be the worst of them all. Oh. <laughs> we have seven. That. You have one. I'm not I'm surprised. Like, holy that. cow, D3, relax. <laughs> this is pickup. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. You know, what's interesting, you just mentioned, like, passing character traits and things off to your children. So I just, this just happened the other day and I realized like my child's negotiating with me and he's three. Oh yeah, bro. And, and (laughs) I was like, I do this for a living and I didn't even see it coming, but I, um, it's so funny. I told him I, and his name's Benji. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people that know me and that listen to the show, they know, they know Benji, but he, um, we have this routine where every night we watch the same show together this game show i want you to try to get just what what game show comes on every day jeopardy not so jeopardy is it, is it netflix or is it like no, no no it's it's live on like we youtube tv we jump on hmm. my son loves to watch family feud oh wow! and it's hilarious and like most of the stuff goes over his head so like i'm okay with it but he'll ask me like can we watch family feud and what will happen is when people answer the questions and they get the like ding and it pops up on the board he'll look at me and go that's what i was gonna say and i'm like it's not. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but he's like very convincing about it. It's so funny to watch with him. That's so so funny, most man. nights we'll watch Family Feud together. And he goes to bed between 7, 7.30. There you go. Well, the other you night. Routine know, down, huh? I've got it hey, down. I got it too. Yeah. yeah. My wife did it. It wasn't even me. But well, I listen, it's the only way I can like have uh, any type of life afterwards. It's like you got to go to sleep, dude, so that I can get work done, work on this, do, work on do other pod, things. Man. Yeah, work on the pod. Rip, rip a podcast. So anyways, we um, it was like 8. So I was already in violation of the schedule. Um, and if my ex-wife is listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're toast. You're yeah. done. No, no. She's, she would understand. But we were, I was a little bit late on, on, uh, on the schedule. And so we, we weren't watching Family Feud. He was watching, I think, Blippi or something like that. Okay. And I, I told him, like, as soon as Blippi episode's over, we're going to bed. Okay. Yes, sir, Dad. I'm like, great. Well, episode ends. I turn the TV off. I'm like, all right, bud. Time for bed. Let's go brush your teeth. He goes, wait. I've got an idea. I said, okay, what's your idea? He goes, how about we snuggle and watch Family Feud? Because he knows, like, I'm a sucker for it. How about we snuggle? And I looked at him, and I was like, no, dude, that's not even an option. I already told you 20 minutes ago that when oh, this yeah, episode dude. is done, you're going to bed. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'm very sad about that. And I was like, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's bedtime. And then he, of course, got over. But I was like, dude, he's trying to sell me on, oh, dude. hey, here's an idea. Let me, let me negotiate with you. Instead of bedtime. Let's watch Family Feud and there's snuggle. A, there's a lot of <laughs> lessons to be learned from children. Oh, from parenting. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, I just mean in terms of sales. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. speak for my son, he's freaking fearless. Yeah. And, and listen, borderline crosses the line. Okay. 
I'll tell him, don't ask me again. <laughs> Half of a second later. Hey, Dad, I know you said don't ask me again, but look here. But look. These, that, these Beyblades. They're the best Beyblades are at Walmart. <laughs> I thought they were at Target. They're actually at Walmart. I'm like, you're going to Atlanta. Can you bring me back a Beyblade? I'm like, dude, I'm going to my office. I'm not going Beyblade shopping. <laughs> But he's not stop. So that's the that's the new thing. Beyblades is gonna be Beyblades, dude. Oh, that's dude. have come back because those were popular when I was oh, dude. younger. Dude, yeah, those have come back. Yeah, my son's got me three D printing stuff. So my, like one of the greatest gifts um, my father in law bought for my son. It's a three D printer. Yeah, like a like a like a toy printer. So he can print toys. He wants a toy. Oh, there you go. Print one. Are you serious? Oh, dude, legit. That's amazing. And then you can he these Beyblade little add ons like these little spinner things that can spike the other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Explode yeah. them. He prints them out. Do they still have the like little arena that you? Oh yeah, spin them in. He's he's dude. He's selling stuff. He takes shells from the beach. He's like, hey dad, I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna make like ten dollars a day. Go. <laughs> he's like, son, you know these kids don't have money at school. Yeah. But he thinks he's gonna go sell these, so he goes in, strikes out. But hey, he went in with the this right. This is mindset. the kid that like set up the lemonade stand and found a way to make a thousand dollars. He's been trying to three D print these uh, parts for his Beyblades and then go sell them at school. <laughs> and then he feels bad. He's like, no, I ended up just giving it to him because, but. The, the mind is there, which I He's, like. To that's see. amazing, that's amazing. And then you got you got a daughter that's two. I'm sure that's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Keep showing your hey, toes. You better pray for me. <laughs> this girl here, keep, hey, she is tough. Yeah, she's the toughest one in my family. Her wow. and my wife, if they're they're running, but I think Carmen might have her by a little bit. Oh really? Oh, she plays no games. She's, that's awesome. She's the scariest one. In my you house. keep you on <laughs> scariest one in the house. Oh, God, she means business. <laughs> she's not. Which joking. I'm sure she keeps you on your toes. On my toes, yeah. So, um, so now you find yourself in life, uh, living in South Florida, or moving to South Florida, yeah, yeah kind of in, in Florida, uh, moving from part of Florida to another part of Florida. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and again, again, we work together, working in sales. Uh, I learned from, I learned a lot from. Can, can I from can you. I say something? Real yeah, quick? go for it. This okay because I. I got a I got a bad habit of just hijacking meetings. Go. So I'm gonna go, go hijack this one too, just Do to be it. consistent. Consistency. <laughs> you know, hey, you know what? There's a quote I heard the other day. Um, success loves consistency. So I'm gonna be consistent in this. Let's do it. I, I put that in a synergetic po- podcast. Yeah, um, it's here. It's live. Uh, <laughs> you know, but um, sales. We're talking about that. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are in jobs that you know they're, they're fine with. Yeah, hey, I've I've had this job for a little while. And mm-hmm. Comfortable. Comfortable. With it. Yeah. Um. But they've been looking at your profile, I'm sure, or in my profile, thinking like, man, I wonder if I could do like sales. I wonder mm. if I could get into tech. Mm. Maybe I've only ever been, maybe I've only ever been in like the fitness arena, right? Sure. Maybe I've only ever been a teacher. We've had teachers come with wild success mm-hmm. and be one of our top producers. Same with people in the fitness arena. Um, so I want to encourage anybody out there today. So if you're watching this live or later on or listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera. Before you say you're like, you don't, before you like turn yourself down from an opportunity, Mm. let me be the first to tell you, Adam is hiring like absolutely crazy right now um, for positions in tech sales. Um, So am I. Yep. Message us both on LinkedIn if you're at least remotely considering it. Yeah. 100%. Even if you don't get the job, who freaking cares? You lose nothing. You came into it. Okay. Right. If you leave with it, at least you learned about a new industry. My recommendation for you is do not be led by your fear. You know, like step into it. Like there's a young a young lady who who, who works with both Adam and I. Her name is um, I won't call her name out because I want to embarrass her. Um, but she's from a different country, and 
um, a recruiter reached out to her saying, hey, um, we got a position open. You come check it out. She's from a different country, English as a second language. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. But she asked her mom if she should go. Her mom said, just go. Yeah. What do you got to lose? Just go she, check it out. Fresh out of college. Yep. Like, you know, just learn, like kind of just getting English down and everything. And as soon as she gets there, she shows up at Kaseya for our hire palooza. We do these hire palooza things, mass hiring events. So you'll hire like 40 or 50 people at a time. And um, she shows up and gets super nervous. There's a ton of people there. And she's about to go down the elevator and walk out. And she calls her mom. She says, hey, mom, I can't do this. This is I'm not ready for this. I've never had a job in sales. I've never had a job in tech. I don't know if I can do this. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just leaving college. Yeah. And her mom says, no, don't worry about it. Just kind of learn. See if there's something to learn from you, to learn over there. She ends up getting hired. Yep. Like someone fresh out of a college who went to, co- I think it was actually high school, potentially high school in a country in South America, gets hired and has been doing freaking amazing. Yep. So whatever experience you had doesn't matter if you like if people like hanging around with you, people like speaking with you. Yep. A lot of people times people think that sales is all about convincing somebody to do something. It has nothing to do with convincing. Like if you got to convince something, one your product sucks, and if you're <laughs> constantly trying to manipulate and com- and convince somebody to do something, you're not going to be very successful anyway. Your job as a salesperson, I like to put it like this. Some of you guys are watching this. Hopefully most of you guys, because it's such a good movie, have watched the movie Hitch, right? Oh, yeah. Hitch, remember when Will Smith is in the grocery store and he ate some seafood or something and had a crazy allergic reaction? His <laughs> face is all puffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in this case, your customer is Will Smith and he's got puffy eyes and, like, the crazy face and, like, his face is crazy and doesn't realize this crazy reaction that he's having. And your job in this case is to be the doctor and say, hey, by the way, um, you're having a crazy allergic reaction. Yep. Here's what you need to do to fix this problem. You're prescribing a solution to a problem and suggesting it. Like a doctor doesn't say, hey, I really think the best thing you could do and also I'm going to do this for you. They don't have to convince you to take the medicine to fix your problem. You just suggest what the answer to their solution is. Mm-hmm. That is our role. Our job isn't to convince. So I don't want to sell somebody something that they don't need. Yeah. I've got zero interest in that. i got yep. people who have problems that need solving. Yep. So if you're looking at this thing, I don't like convincing people of doing something. You don't have to convince anybody to do anything. Your job is to provide value and, pr- and solve problems. Yep. And I think um, if there's a lot of people watching this. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're in fitness. Maybe you, uh, I don't freaking know what you do. But um, before you close the door on this, Message Adam. Sure. Message me. This, yeah. And now I'm selling. And now he's definitely selling. Message me <laughs> and message Adam and let's talk about like it. Like if we got off this live stream and there were messages, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, okay. But at any point when you listen, Somebody's seriously gonna, reach I'm, out. Gonna like get, gonna I don't I do not do a ton of like selling of like what, what, what I do in, in my yeah. career today. Let me sell something right now. But I will say I do. I really do think there's there's a lot of value in in networking and connecting people. And like you said, like there's where we're at, there's there's opportunity. There's always opportunity. One thing you said I want to hit on, and then yeah. whatever you're about to say, I want to hear you say. You know how I get. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, you got to yeah. cut me off, or otherwise so I'm gonna go. I I um, I've talked about a couple of uh, in a couple instances on this podcast. Um, my my journey through uh, dealing battling with anxiety, um, my journey with counseling. I plan to talk a little bit more about it just as I get more comfortable behind yeah, the mic yeah. and behind the camera. But, um, it's something that I, I want to open up and share about and talk about. Um, one of the things that was taught to me and it's a filter that I put a lot of things that I do through is, am I, um, it, like when there's action that I know that needs to be taken, yeah. um, 
is what's stopping me or what's driving me driven by fear. Mm. And when I like take a moment to sort that, like, okay, let's say I've got a big decision to make and I'm like, I'm leaning this way. The first question I ask myself is, am I leaning that way because I'm scared? Like, is there fear associated with that, that reasoning? Because you and I, and I've talked about my faith before. If I'm going to believe in my faith, then I know that if something is, is rooted in fear, then it is not from the one who's got my back. Ooh, so I'm, I know, I know, I know. I'm preaching somebody a little bit Somebody talk here. about it. I, I'm saying, so it, it mm. literally has helped me so much in, in being able to uh, uh, assess and kind of deconstruct what I'm thinking so that I know that when I'm, when I'm trying to make a decision or when I'm looking at an outcome, yeah. If it's rooted in fear, then I know it's not coming from God. So I know that there has to be an alternative option. So then I look for the positive. So I say all that because yes. you said, don't let fear be the thing that stops you from reaching out. Like it's not just about reaching out to us to try to get a job in tech sales. It's yes. about taking the step that you feel like I should take. Mm, yeah. Some people have had like a burden or a weight on their heart to do something, to start yeah. something, to go on that trip, to donate to that cause start that podcast to start that podcast and sometimes it takes taking that leap even though there's fear there to say i'm just going to do it and try it and see what happens yeah and so whether you're going to listen to this and reach out to me directly and say hey do you still have an open position which i would love please feel free to do so or anything else that you're thinking about doing put it through that filter and that thought process of is this rooted and driven by fear and if it is then we got to we got to compartmentalize it. Okay, that's real. Mm. I'm not going to ignore it. Yeah. But what else is here? What are the rest that's of the That's a facts? good point. Um, can I piggyback on that? Please do. All right, I love piggyback rides. Come on. My, my daughter every day asks me, hey, dad, put me in your shoulders. Hey, anyways, you said something great. Even if it's not about this, there's some people being led by fear. That's the worst leader is fear. Yeah. Oh, no. Nothing worse than a fearful leader. Yep. Oh, no, 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 nope. no, no. We ain't going to do that. No. Mm -mm. So there's some people I got a hunch. I just got a hunch. I got a hunch, y'all. Um, I got a hunch. We got some people tuning in today yeah. that are in sales. And the main oh, yeah. thing holding them back is those butterflies in the stomach. When they get those nerves and they're afraid to ask that question. Or worse, afraid to hear no. Let me tell y'all something today. I had to tell somebody this earlier today. Y'all need to stop being afraid of the word no. No is your friend. Yep. One, it tells you, hey, dude, you're going to ruin a relationship if a guy don't want it. It's better to find out early so you're not bugging him about something that's not helpful for him. Because guess what? You keep talking about something that's not going to help him or that he can't or won't buy. You are ruining any trust that was established well, previously. And you totally you, that You said it earlier. That person sees your name on the caller ID and he's like, nope. Because he knows you're not going to add any value to that conversation. You, you, you don't really care because you're not listening to them. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So stop being afraid of the word no. No yep. is your friend. The faster you hear the no, the better. Yep. Because then you learn a little bit more about your customer. Oh, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Why is this not the right fit? And that they get to educate you on why it's not the right fit. Yep. And you build a better relationship with that customer. Yep. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, so get to, get to the no fast as you can. Yeah. Get to the no. The no is your friend. That's, hey, that's when the party starts, right, at no. Um, the other thing is some people... Maybe because they're afraid of no or because maybe something people are afraid of. Yes, that's a whole nother sermon. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started, y'all. But here's where I'm going with this. There's some people right now, you got a customer in the pipeline, okay? Like you're working a deal, seems like a good fit, right? Yep. But here's the thing. You've been afraid to ask the question. 
hey, we you've trialed this thing, right? You like yep. it. you told yep. me it's the right fit technically. Yep. You got the budget. You keep saying you need to think about it. At some point, I don't know what is politically correct to say on a podcast. You can say whatever you want here. You got to nut up and ask them, <laughs> is there any reason that you would not uh, feel comfortable finalizing this deal today? Yep. And then if there is a reason, you don't push them. You don't need to push somebody's timeline. But if there's nothing holding them back, sometimes you just need to ask that question. Yeah. Or maybe they say, yeah, well, we, got to, we have to go to a board review. Oh, no, we've got to talk with my CTO and make sure he's cool with it. Great. When do you talk to your CTO? You know what I mean? And then you work with their timeline. But yep. if you don't ask these questions and you let the customer lead the whole thing without you asking, like, this is their first time buying that product. Yep. How many times have you sold it? You probably know the most successful route to getting to X destination. 100%. So we've got to guide them. Our job isn't to push them into doing it today because that's nothing will kill a relationship faster. However, yeah. However, if you don't ask them, hey, by the way, is there anything keeping you from finalizing this over the next two weeks? If there is, great. Tell me. Take notes. Write out what needs to happen first. Yeah. Maybe they need to see something else in the product. Make sure that it, they need to prove that it can solve X problem. Maybe it's um, the CEO is out on vacation. We need to wait till he's back. Totally cool. So you call on this guy nonstop every day while the CEO is on vacation is useless. And you don't find that information out until you... <clears throat> You, you ask the freaking question. Yep. Yep. Right? That doesn't mean, like, some people get that confused with, you, you got to push your customers and make them do this. First of all, you can't really, most times, most intelligent people, you cannot push them and force them to do anything they do not want to do. So instead, you, instead of working against the current, you work with them. Yeah. What needs to happen in order for you guys to feel comfortable? Fine? Like, work with your customers. And if you're selling a product, like, you and I work at a freaking amazing company. This is not a plug. Yeah. Right? And, I guess maybe it is. I want you guys to work with us because it's an amazing opportunity yeah, here. Yeah. But in reality, I mean this from the bottom of my freaking heart. Maybe We have an amazing op- We sell products that solve freaking problems. Yep. So I have no qualms about asking, hey, any reason why we can't finalize this over the next couple of days? Any reason why we can't finalize this today? We establish budget. You establish you got approval. You establish that this is a technical fit. What's wrong? What's next? What else do we miss? What else can we do to help you feel comfortable? Yep. Yeah. And 100%. a lot of times I found out today. So one guy was like, huh, I guess so. Let's just send it over. But there's so many people afraid to ask the question. Yeah. Y'all better wake up. Yep. Or guess what? There's somebody watching this podcast. There's somebody watching this podcast who's going to apply and ain't going to be afraid. So let's dance. Yeah, let's dance. I love it. Listen, uh, it applies to so much. Like what, what you're saying is so applicable to not just. I know, I know. I'm getting off Not of just sales our sales. Team. But right, it, no, it's right. good because that's our niche and that's probably a lot of the listeners here. But okay. for somebody else listening that yeah. might say like, okay, I don't, I don't do sales really. Um, there's still so much that that can be learned from that, and having the courage. I'm not gonna say nut up, but I'm gonna say having I'm the courage. You, you told me to say. Yeah, you can say you can say whatever I, you want to say. Sorry, but mom. Having, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> he was apologizing to my mom, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, but to have the courage to ask the question, make the ask, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, if, if you're trying, to, if if you've got, you've been your own dating business, her for five years. You living with her? Make the ask. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-oh. I'm across the line. No. I, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm about to get canceled today. I did it. I'm sorry. I did it. I'm sorry. Bro, you are fine. I'm about um, to get canceled. Somebody needed to hear that message. I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> That's for somebody out there. But no, for real though. Um, oh, man. Sometimes it, it's it's realizing, and I think it just goes back to like you said, like don't, don't not do something just because you're afraid. Like yeah. I will tell you, I used to have the worst idea about what it meant to be in sales 
before I was in sales. And so I used to say, oh, I'll never be a salesman. Right. Like, I know I'm good and I can talk to people, but I'll never actually do sales because I'm not a kiss ass and I'm not going to, you know, butter people up to try to do it. And I don't want to be bullied yep. around and all this. Guess what? That's not what it is. At all. Yeah. And so well, if I was. If you're any good, it's not what it is. No. If yeah. you're a horrible salesperson, that's exactly that's what it exactly is. That's exactly what it is. If you're not, if you suck, you sound exactly <laughs> like he was describing. Yeah. And you're the reason why people don't want to get in sales. Yeah. You're the reason why when somebody says car salesman, like when you said cars earlier today, I went slimy, grimy. Like that's the feeling you get. Unfortunately, that's the bad rep. A lot that of is. people have. But here's what here, some, some people watching this today or listening to this podcast today uh-huh. have continued to buy the same car from the same. Uh, not the same car, have continued to buy cars from the same salesperson for the last decade because they've got somebody that can trust and that has delivered on the on what they said they were going to do. Absolutely. Right? So there's good salespeople and there's 100%. awful salespeople who just 100%. have no integrity. Yeah. Um, but in the car business, there's a lot of people like who will only buy cars from their specific contact person. at the dealership yep. because he's good. Yep. He's reliable. He's not you can full trust of crap. Yep. Yeah, you can yeah. trust him. Yep. Um, it's no different in this business. But unfortunately, um, yeah, people have had bad experiences. All that to say... I had an idea of this is what sales looks like. I couldn't, you know, that's not me. I'm not, you know, or it was just like, I, I, you know, I don't want to get into the, the larger corporate technical type of sale. Like I need to kind of run and do things my own way, be kind of a lone ranger kind of, man, I'll tell you like having the courage and the, the, um, the, the willingness to be taught and be coached and to learn like, I realize this is freaking awesome. Oh, dude. I love what I do. I love the people I get to do it with. And I will say, like, I'm a firm believer in, and I believe this before I got to where I am now, and I'll believe this, you know, into the future. It's less about what you do and more about who you do it with. Woo! Like, who over what every single time. You want to go somewhere fast, what are you going to do? <laughs> go alone. You want to go somewhere far? Go together. Let's freaking go. Stop yep. playing with me. Yep. That's a hundred percent right. So I, um, yeah, I get, I get super passionate about that. And I think honestly, like I'm always trying to find ways in these conversations that I have with people to bring it back home, like to the driving message here. Like our goal is to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. So giving you tools, giving you resources, giving you ideas, giving you different ways of thinking. So whether it's, I've been sitting on this decision for a while. I don't know if I have the courage to do it. I'm a little bit afraid. Sometimes just out, journal it out, write it down, think about it, process a little bit, talk to somebody about it, and, and be willing to be honest. Like, be willing to say, yeah, the only reason why I haven't sent that message, the only reason why I haven't reached out, the only reason why I haven't taken that step that I absolutely freaking know I need to take mm. is because I'm just afraid of the outcome. I'll be the first person to like go to counseling, which I have an appointment next week. I'm looking forward to it. Shout out to my, my therapist, but I'll be the first person to tell him like, Hey, I'm doing this, this, and this, and I'm afraid to do that. And I know that like the reason is because I'm afraid and mm. I want to talk about it because I don't want to be afraid. Mm. I want to work through it. Mm. I like that idea. Um, you want to know, like, did I have the most simple for, I don't even know if it's good. So guys take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> Go for it. But you want to know how I make those kind of decisions? Put it on me. Let's it's go. It's so simple. It's kind of, it's like, you know, it's dumb, simple. You know, most of the stuff I talk about is pretty simple. That's my shtick, I guess. But um, when it comes to making those, like, decisions where you're a little nervous, right? Uh-huh. Does the risk outweigh the benefit or does the benefit outweigh the risk? Yep. Yo, for me, it's that black and white. And most times it works for me. I yeah. Think. I yeah. think TBD. Yeah. 
No, I would say I would say just like as a general it's statement. Like a podcast. What are you risking? All right, fine. You're going to waste $2,000 on equipment, maybe more in Adam Bieber's case because this guy's got the full Joe Rogan setup. He probably <laughs> dropped more than that, but whatever. You risk two k and an hour or a couple hours a week of your time, or does the benefit of getting your message out there to the masses outweigh that risk? Yeah. Of course it does. So I don't know if I've shared this portion of like the, the synergetic culture story with you, but oh. um, at some point I need to have the person on and like really tell the whole story. But I got the idea three and a half years ago. Mm. I actually opened a Google Doc. I'll tell the full story later. I opened a Google Doc though. Somebody had shared something with me. I opened a Google Doc and I put culture building idea dash synergetic culture. And I shut my computer, this laptop that's sitting here right now. And a year went by. And all I did was read books, learn, try to understand, try to better get my mind around what other people were talking about with regards to building a better culture. And as I would read books and listen to things, I'd resonate with different things and I'd start writing. So then I started writing um, notes in my phone, mm. more Google Docs. Like a lot of these episodes were written over the last three years and it's, they were just templates that just lived on my phone and I'd go back to an ad to here and there. Anyways, um, I got to a point that you're, you're already, you're I somewhere had an idea. I had another you, idea. For yeah. You and I, we're going yeah. to, we're going to go public with this. So it happens, but sorry, I don't want to okay. cut off your story. It's, I really, it's getting really Hang good. on to it. Don't, don't, don't lose it. So then, um, at, in, in 2020, which, you know, part of my story, I've shared some of this on the podcast too. Um, I started going through a divorce and so I, I, um, I, I didn't do anything with this idea. Um, I built my website I applied for the trademark. So like the name synergetic culture is we own, but I, I didn't do anything with it. And then summer of 2021 rolls around and I actually get the registered trademark and I'm like, cool. Now I have everything I need. I had invested in all the equipment. I'd actually recorded three episodes that had never gone out. And I, I'll take you back to November of 2021. So just a couple months ago. Mm. And I had connected with somebody um, who I know through mutual people and she has a podcast which shout out to her. I'm not going to say her name because I didn't get permission, but hopefully there's a collaboration. Can we shout out the coming. podcast? Not yet, but I, okay, uh, yeah, okay, I just, okay, yeah, hey, yeah. But hey, I hey. want to do some type of collaboration. Hey, so she's listening. We're we underground will do this. right now. Yeah. We're laying the, okay. laying, yeah, laying, laying the groundwork here. Okay. But um, I got on the phone with her and it was amazing because I started asking her questions and I started telling her the story. Like I'm trying to tell it fast, but I'm catching her up on everything. And she's like, I'm, I'm so confused right now. And I was like, well, what? And she's like, what? why have you not started? Like, what are you waiting for? What is holding mm. you back? And I literally was like, she's like, Adam, Adam, how, like you've already bought the equipment. Like what, how much does it cost you to do this right now? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Sweat equity. Like I pay 20 bucks a month to keep my website up. Like that's about it. Like all this stuff I paid for already. Mm. And she was like, you are hung up on the risk of like, what if I put something out there and it's not good or people Whoa. don't like it or whatever. And she was like, the benefit is the word gets out and you can actually pursue this passion that's been in your heart for three freaking years. She actually cussed me out a little bit, which I'm not going to do here. Sheesh. But I would, she's, and she goes, if I don't see a podcast out by February one, I'm calling you and I'm cussing you out. Like Dang. you have no excuses. Get there you is some no friends risk. like that in your circle. And I was like, say less. So, so what I did was, what I did was is um, <laughs> what's up, John? Yeah. Shout out to John. Posey. Yeah, shout out to John who's sitting in the room watching and gonna grab Dwayne another another. Thank you. Beer You're a good man. You got, you got me. 
What a good man. Look, so look, that's my guy, John Posen on LinkedIn. Follow him immediately. This dude's <laughs> a legend. Been closing deals like freaking crazy. Well, commit to the process. Commit, commit to, to the, the process. process. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, anyways, we um, I I it was the push I needed, man. Yeah. To, like to go off of what you were just saying, like weighing the risk versus the benefit or the risk versus reward, like. It took somebody else putting it in perspective for me. This is why I said talk to somebody. Like, mm. I'm the type of person that I don't want to just make decisions by myself. I want to talk to people that I can trust and, like, share with them and let them speak into. Because, some like, I don't have it all figured out. I never will. And, like, mm. you'll never have it all figured out. And when we share and help each other out and I can come to you with a problem and you can help give me help me find a solution together, like, that's where the value and the, the – um, the power of togetherness of going far together, like really comes into play. And that was a game changer for me. And so what did I do? Like I, I listened to her and I was like, it's freaking go time. And, and, and you said, we're going to go public with something. So I want to turn it over to you in a second. But what I did was, is that that night I calculated how many days it was until I was, till I was going to launch the first Wednesday in January. Cause I was like, I'm going to do it a month earlier. Mm. And I just posted on my story 54 days Ooh. and that's it. And like people I've known that I've been working on something like my friends all know that I've been working on a podcast, but nobody really knew what it was about hashtag, or what was going hashtag on. Hashtag I'm up to something. Yeah. And so I just started because I was like, if I put it out there now, I've got like now I've got a little bit more stake in the game. And like people are asking me like, hey, when's this happening? What's going down? How can I help? And um, shout out to those people because they've been awesome. All right. What are we what are you going public well, with right for, now? First off, you said something about get together with some people, right? Yes. Just like the Beatles talked about. Yes. And also covered by Michael Jackson. Yes. Come together. That's right. Right now. <laughs> Over me. Okay, anyways. Um, no, we're going public with something. Okay. You sparked an idea. First off, in really interesting story. 54 days, huh? You got a friend who called you out on the carpet. It's been three years, buddy. Yep. You spent about $50,000 on your microphone equipment. I didn't, but and It yep. wasn't 50, but hey, <laughs> hey listen, it wasn't, it wasn't free either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, let's say this. We're going, we're, going to, we're going to do something right now. So someone asked Bieber yeah. to launch a course yeah. today. Yeah. Guess what we're going to do? Yeah. We're going to do it live on LinkedIn. <laughs> Are we're we? going to do it live okay. on LinkedIn. All right. We're going to start. We're going to start. Once up. a week for the next eight weeks. Live on LinkedIn. Yep. Cool? Yeah. And it's, what's, what's the course about soft skills? Yep. What yep. do soft skills mean to you? I mean, to me, it's it's the stuff, it's the the intangibles that you can't really track in like a metric or a report. This is like related to sales, right? Or sales or really it could be anything. Like I feel like everybody has. But the course is sp going to be specifically. Specific, specifically geared towards sales professionals. Yep. Yes. And we're going to put together eight. I, I'm just going with. It is eight, dude. We're going to put together eight unique um, uh, ways to better your your soft skills your approach so we're going to talk about building relationships the intangibles like when i say a report like we do a lot of tracking like through salesforce and like we look at hard numbers shout out to salesforce.com sfdc um <laughs> <laughs> but so that's i mean and that's ridiculously valuable um and and there's so many ways to train on like hard skills but i think there's a ton of value and i think the better professionals, better salespeople, just better people in general are the ones that have tapped into the soft skills that help them to better connect with people. Things like empathy, things like um, emotional intelligence, like being able to read a room, to understand like when like facial expressions, like talking through some of that stuff. And I think just being aware of it is only going to help us get better. And so, yeah, this is the pilot program of our eight week course. Hey, yo, this thing's going to be fire. 
Um, there will be music involved. There's going to be some hip hop. Yep. Turn yep. up your speakers. We will have multiple cameras so that you and I can host it over the next eight weeks. It's going to be a movie. Can, we can do it remote. Yep. Oh, and you're going to be in Miami. We're going to maybe we do an episode in Vegas. We if we time it right. Can we, we take the pod to Vegas? By the way. Probably. Are we, we going to have time in Vegas? If we do it at midnight, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we might take the pod to Vegas. We'll see. All right. TBD. Um, <laughs> this dude is signing me up for so many things right now, which I'm all about. Listen, I, I, I love the push. You, I mean, we, I kind of was talking to you about this, but like, let's, let's put something together. Let's, let's collaborate and let's oh, roll something happen. out. I think, I think like, I think the first, first step needs to run next week. hundred percent. Yeah. The first video. Sure. Let's do it live. We'll do it Freaking live on LinkedIn. Hey, what did my man say? Let's do it live. We're doing it live. That's doing right. It live. I don't know who you're talking about, but yes, I think it was, was it Rush Limbaugh? Uh, Google Rest in peace F it, Let's do it live I think it, whoever it was He snapped out Lost his mind Because his prompter was off He's like we'll Do it live Anyways <laughs> um, Look <laughs> We're going to do it on sales skills Dude Questions Like I'll, we, um, hopefully, Maybe this customer's listening But if he wants to know how it works Because he's also In sales too yep. Right But We had a deal today It's been hung up The guy Our, our solution solves the same problem For half the price As the competitor Yep and he's known this for a long time. Um, and I was working with one of our mutual coworkers right now. I was trying to help him out a little sure. bit. And I hopped on a call with the customer. He's like, yeah, man, um, thing is, I just I just don't know, man. I'm still re- bouncing back and forth between the two. You guys both offer two different things. And it came down to this. I was like, okay, cool. So tell me this. It came down to the questions that I had to ask him. And I was like, look, so how many times have you had to fill X need? I don't want to get too specific. Yeah. Over the last two years. I, I've been kind of fine without that that one thing for the last two years. I'm like, okay, cool. So do you? Th- so tell me um, if you really think it's worth it to spend double the money for something you haven't had to need, you haven't needed for the last two years. All right, I see what you mean. Okay, great. So is there any reason why you wouldn't finalize this purchase today? Mm. All right, send it over. Guess what? Sign, Close one deal, delivered. money in the bank. But guess what? Yep. It's it's not about me. I mean, it, it is. Let's be honest, guys. <laughs> I don't work for free. Right? <laughs> but at the same time, this guy, I I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that I helped a guy today. Yeah. He was going to pay double yes. for a solution that didn't offer double the value. Absolutely. In fact, ours is better. Yep. But um, in my mind, I'm like, oh, what he needed was some help explain. And I, it wasn't like I, I convinced him. I asked him questions. Yep. Hey, so how many times have you needed that over the last two years? Oh, you're right. Dude. Yeah. Maybe I didn't need that one that one specific feature. Yep. Oh, okay. Um. So, do you think it's worth paying double for that? Still, like, tell yeah. me, tell me more about that. I want to hear. Mm. He's, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He didn't mean. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Sounds like you're kind of we're kind of on the same page now. Any reason why you wouldn't follow this today? Bang. So I I nudged him in the right. I guided him what I believed, which is the right path. So the the key factor to this. It's like you actually have to believe what you're doing is going to help somebody, and I 100%. think in this case it did. I'm not yeah. off on tangent. Well, it, no, like there's conviction involved. We've got we've got eight minutes till the live cuts out because I committed us to an hour on LinkedIn. So um, let's wrap it up. That's fine. Let's yeah, no, thing. look, you're you're right. There's um, there's conviction involved. Like you have to believe in what you're doing. Mm. So finding a way to believe in the process, believe in. I mean, we I spent some time talking about belief in, yeah. in one of the episodes, like. The guy who ran the first four minute mile. Yeah, I love like, that freaking story. Like a couple min a couple months later, the next guy did it. And now they're like kids in high school that do it all the time. Part of it, was, it just, was just was just believe you did it last <laughs> week. Come on now. 
Come on now. Like you did Peloton last week, though. Hey, I saw that. I did. <laughs> gospel ride on Peloton. That's fire. right. Hey, shout out, shout out to what's the, what's the guy's it's name? A German dude. Gospel, yeah. gospel ride on Peloton. Find it. It's awesome. incredible ride. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but but no, like uh, to <laughs> try to find my thought again. Um, having the conviction and the belief that what you, what you have to offer is valuable, um, that helps in every area of life. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. I'm very excited for what I just committed to in the next several weeks of what we're going to do. Um, so be on the lookout for more information about that. And um, uh, guys, do me a favor. I want one kind, real comment about Adam Bieber in the comment section. On this live on LinkedIn, somebody say something nice about my guy, Adam Bieber. This guy is a giving dude. I freaking love you, dude. You're amazing. Thank you. So happy that you're. we get to work together Yeah, um, the way that we do. Um, really unique. Get people like Adam in your corner. Write him a nice message. Do something nice today. Tell somebody you love him. Hey, look, uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, online. If you're watching this video later, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, seriously, it means a ton to me. I appreciate the support and the love. Um, if you don't mind, share it with your friends. That's the best way to get the message out is, is people share. So if also, you see a post on... Is it okay if I say this? Also, if you do mind, go ahead, share it with your friends. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if, you do, if you don't mind, but also if you do mind, just go ahead and share it regardless. That's hilarious. Um, but truly, like from the bottom of my heart, like when, when, when friends of mine will repost a, a reel or you know a, a post, it it helps get, get the message out. And really, I, I have the strong conviction and belief that like this passion is for not for nothing mm. and that um, there's a message to be shared here. And so I want to share it with as many people as possible. So um, tune in next week as we kick off an eight-week series on... Hey, on sale, soft sales skills, bro. Soft sales skills. And it's skills. going to be wild. It's going to be wild. I'm super pumped. If you're a sales manager for a different company, don't worry. It'll still apply. It'll help. It'll help big time. Oh. Uh, and then come work with us. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Dwayne, you're awesome. Thank you so much for, for giving of your time. Appreciate you, fam. I appreciate you. And uh, I know this is not the end because we got eight weeks committed. But um, even after that, I'm excited to see what kind of stuff we can do, both in our daily jobs, but also outside of things. And I just appreciate you, man. Let's go, bro. Let's do it. Synergy Thanks, guys. Culture. We'll catch y'all later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast, and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a Synergetic Culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company. <laughs>